no barking. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 225th time. I'm not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. And for the first time in what, a year? Dougie, we're all in the same time zone. Woo! I made Dougie's, it. <laughs> Dougie's back. Yeah, yeah back boy. In, back in California. Just down, just that you're so close. I could touch you. Just I know. I almost came over. I know. I know. I just don't have anywhere for the dog to be. And God knows what. It it yeah. just it would just be a loud crashing of fucking boxes and shit if he did anything other than sit at your feet for an hour and a half. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> he was. Uh, we had twelve hours in the car today, so he. I wasn't about to just leave him here at, at uh, our buddy's place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. he would. Uh, he'd do some uh, rearranging. <laughs> you know, I think I think he'd be okay, but you never know. Just a little, you know, like. That's exactly how you get separation anxiety is drop him off yep. at someplace new with nobody around to hang out with him and and then just except for that, two hours. Except well, except for that be- that beautiful uh painting of cast titties that Yankel has on the wall. Of whose? The the cast of titties that he's got. Oh right, yeah. Like people that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking uh, about? Great. Just great. a bunch of super like classy black and white photos of breast assistances. No, they're they're like casts, like like uh C A S T S casts. Oh no, I was uh, I thought they were uh um so you are they like bust like well excuse the pun yeah. like like a Hall of Fame bust or cuz the ones I was thinking were just like pictures just like artsy Maybe photography. He's, now he's got artsy photography titties too if that's what you're talking about. But I'm talking yeah. about the the yeah, I'll see. Oh, I, I was not aware. I, I was not aware that there were sculpted titties there. They're like they're like neon. I think neon no, sculpted titties. I think I'll we found the, the title of the podcast tonight. <laughs> neon titties. Neon sculpted yo, titties. Yo, titties are lovely. Is is that plaster of Paris? Because damn, girl, <laughs> I could put I could put those on a pedestal. <laughs> no, actually, like really, I, I I want you to just dip your dip the left yeah. one and the right one right here in this in this plaster mold, and uh, just oh. wait here for six or seven hours. And uh, <laughs> bottom thing, bottom yeah. Home. yeah. But so, yeah, right. talk about now. I've got no, to come. To, I don't now, see anything, Doug. We're recording at your at your place from now on. If there's just if instead of a. a a halo of light behind me, we can put some titties behind me. Yeah, I mean, I titties. am looking for them, so I'll <laughs> let you know what I find. Katie's got some big ass titties. Um, ah. Hey, Chad, I had sex with Katie too. <laughs> his, uh, his Correction, SNL, I had sex with Katie too. His SNL was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, speaking of fantastic, my team played tonight. They did. Uh, 
Uh, oh, they, they did well. They uh, weren't being aggressive. They are just being dominant. Right. <laughs> they, um, gosh, I, so watching Jimmy is, because I also watched the soccer today, uh, that shitty result this, this morning. Yeah. Um, I watched the soccer today and watching Jimmy and watching soccer are the same emotions for me. <clears throat> Um, Ooh, Jesus. Like, like watching Jimmy is like watching the other team have like seven corner kicks just right in a row. Like there's just you just have this anticipation that something's going to go wrong, even though I think he's on a three or four game stretch where he's been as hot as he's ever been. He's got a 15 TD four interception ratio on the season. And I'm dragging my taint all across it right now talking during the no-hitter, as we say. Um, but anyways, that's how that's that's how I got to – I was like watching the game, and I'm like, this is nerve-wracking. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And he was just dealing, and it was great. Yeah, I and guess their, their, game, their game plan was to make Jimmy beat them. That that was the quote that the defensive coordinator heard, yeah. was like, "Yeah, we're gonna if 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 we're gonna lose this game, we want it to be because Jimmy beat us." <laughs> well, well, four touchdowns later, right? Ask and you shall receive, my man. The problem with that is that Jimmy's not. The problem with that is that Jimmy's a point guard. Right. And you have to if you're gonna Jimmy's only you're only gonna Jimmy's only gonna like give you the game really if you put him under pressure. Um, and they didn't do much of that. They did not have him under pressure really at all this game. It was like I think it was only like seventeen percent of dropbacks. That so that backfired for them. For sure. Uh, but I just, I mean, listen, it's my team. I really, I just really, this is, this was the game that like I'm watching and all these fucking assholes that are like, we need to get rid of Kyle and, you know, he doesn't know how to call plays and all this other stuff. Like he's got his issues. I wish you'd be more aggressive, blah, 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 blah. But like the way that this team plays is the thing that I can't picture giving up. Like every single person that touches the ball on offense seeks out contact. Oh, hey, oh, look, Brandon Lloyd with the bobble. I'm watching now. I'm watching a 17 year old uh, Cardinals versus Niners game on NFL Network right now, and there's just a bunch, <laughs> bunch of people on this, on this field that I hadn't hadn't thought of in a while. Um, the uh, but I just like they all run to contact. Like Debo. Obviously, just tries to run over people. Kittle obviously yeah. just tries to run over people. Ayuk just Ayuk's turned into a hell of a blocker. He's running through tackles, pegging cameramen in the balls with with footballs tonight. <laughs> um, Apologizing right after. Right, like a gentleman, as you should. Yeah, it was good. It was live, and he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> didn't he, didn't even celebrate. Like went over. It was like, oh, my, "My bad." Uh oh. <laughs> The um, Elijah Mitchell 
Elijah Mitchell runs through people. McCaffrey, you know, like he doesn't shy away from anything. I just, I just really, I love how they put this team together. It is such a fun fucking squad. Yeah, when, when everybody's go ahead. When everybody's there, when all the uh, when all the pistons are firing, they're a fucking dangerous team. Yeah, and 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 very physical, which is always a great aspect of a a great a great quality of a, a football team. <laughs> and it's just it just makes it that much more fun. Like when you're when your team is just beating the shit out of somebody, like physically and on the scoreboard. Yeah. Like not just you know not just you know a bunch of guys that are you know, ducking under, you know, when they see the guy coming across the middle and they're ducking under the tackle and other stuff, which you should do some of the time. But none of the Niners do it. Maybe McCaffrey, but nobody else is doing it. It's just fucking awesome. It's like throwback football. It was great. And I loved the, I loved that the field was getting a little torn up tonight. Like there was rain and it affected yeah. the game. Because yeah, it was, you know the footing wasn't great, and it was you know was so, something about seeing right seeing football players with like grass and blood stains on them like that's that's the game you want that. yeah we don't need artificial turf we just we just need just grass and mud and play dirt. for blood play for yeah. blood um I wonder if anybody has said that about how. They enjoy playing on these European or uh, the the uh, international rather games that they like playing on those fields. The, they're uh, very they're always very well maintained soccer pitches. One of the Seahawks was like that's that was a terrible field, and I imagine that you're setting you're using different grass and you're using different techniques to set up the 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 turf because there's just I mean the sheer weight difference in the 11 guys that are on the field in the NFL versus on a soccer uh on a soccer team is probably at least double. at least double um and so there's that aspect that and it's just like you just you don't dig in to the you don't use your cleats to dig in and like hold hold your ground the way you do in in the NFL as you it's just you just you're just using the turf differently, um, but uh, so there, there were some complaints about the Munich turf. Yeah, and it is it is you know different grass and probably different lengths and all this other shit. But like, we could still have awesome grass games in in the in the states. It's just yeah, half the teams choose not to. Um, but man, uh, McCaffrey has unlocked this offense. He's opening open up for everybody else. It's it's Jimmy's got a check down on he's got a, a legit, you know, extra option on third down. He's got a third down back. Um they're throwing screens to running backs, which they almost never did. And and he's also a hell of a slot receiver. Like it just he has unlocked this entire offense. Which is crazy considering you're supposed to be Kyle Shanahan. You're supposed to be able to unlock the offense yourself. But um, whatever. 
it's like every year Kyle has had to bring in a missing piece to fix the offense. Like in, in 2017, it was Jimmy. 2018 was a washout year. 2019, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders because they were missing something. Then they had then they had Debo on the little like shovel passes. 2020 wash year because Jimmy was out. Um, last year it was using Debo at running back. And then this year it's McCaffrey. Um, but man, tonight was fucking fun. We're I don't, I don't want to get too effusive. I don't I don't I don't I don't want my taint to fuck this up. But I, I kind of can't help it. Yeah, you're dragging a taint all over it, but hey. Yeah. Enjoy. I it. mean, you, yeah, you can't help but not feel good about a game like that. 38 to 10 division division game in Mexico City. Set it off. And the crowd was fucking amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. The uh, I didn't realize that that uh, the reporter that does the Monday Night Football, but for the Spanish language broadcast, was named John Sutcliffe. I yeah, I saw that. Absolutely fucking mind bottling to me. Um, I don't know if that's racist or not. I don't think I don't think it should be. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Um, yeah. and he's very animated. He's great. Yeah, he's good. He's he's fantastic. Uh, but so two questions. Have you, well here, I'll say one last thing. The Niners defense is on a fucking streak, three straight games where they haven't given up any points in the second half. But the thing that's looming over all of that for me, that game against the Chiefs, where they just got fucking manhandled up and down the field for 60 minutes. So um, that's that's the thing that's in the back of my head that like, fuck. Even if this season goes exactly the way it should, there's still an AFC team that's going to be looming at the end of all this, and that's the part that fucking scares me. Is that like we're going to go through fucking 2019 all the fuck over again, um, or you know we're going to get down to, you know, it's it's like this feels like a team that could absolutely lose a Super Bowl. Is what is what this feels like. Um, yeah, there's not too many. I guess I don't know. Are the Niners and the Cowboys the best? I know the Eagles have a better record, but Niners and Cowboys look like the two best teams, don't they? And the they're kind of built, they're kind of built the same. Yeah, with the defense. Yeah, defense like Tony Pollard is Debo. Um, I think the Niners actually have the better weapons. Yeah. Um, and but the Cowboys probably have the better quarterback. So, I mean, so there's there's two questions here. One, have you guys looked at? So, if the if the playoffs were to start today, have you guys looked at who the quarterbacks would be in the NFC? Um, I think quarterbacks. We are looking at Jalen Hurts. With one career playoff game. Kirk Cousins with three career playoff games. Jimmy G with six career playoff games. Some guy named Tom Brady with 47 career playoff games. Dak with four. 
Daniel Jones and Geno Smith with zero each. A combined zero, if you will. That is, um, it almost makes me think that like we're going to go through a bunch of this bullshit just to watch Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl again. Like that is an astounding level of, like this isn't, so. and then I was looking for the active players with the most playoff starts. The top five in the NFC, like at the end of last year, were Brady, Rodgers, Russ, Matt Ryan, and Matthew Stafford. Well, two of those guys are in the AFC. And then Rodgers and Stafford, they're not fucking making the playoffs this year. So Jimmy Garoppolo will be, if the Niners make it to the playoffs, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the second most experienced playoff quarterback in the NFC bracket. It Very is interesting. A it is a desert out there of uh the NFC just does it just they've had a, an, an exodus of good teams, you know, Rodgers and Stafford and good quarterbacks, Russ and Matt Ryan, and this is what we're left with. Yeah. So it was make. I was like, I'm like, oh, Jimmy G's gonna. Jimmy's gonna like. He's an upperclassman. He's a senior statesman compared to the rest of the, these guys. He knows what the playoffs are like. And then I got sad because I'm like, Tom Brady's just gonna. He's gonna go to the Super Bowl again because of this. Because of everything that I'm looking at right here. He. This is what's gonna happen. So if the playoffs were to start today, it'd be Vikings and uh, and the Seahawks. It would be uh, Niners and Giants. And then Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. Okay. If Tom Brady has to play the Cowboys, I don't think Tom Brady's making it out of that. No. So that actually, that would be the best possible scenario for my team would be Tom Brady matching up with the Cowboys in the, uh, in the divisional round and the wild card round. Do we think the Vikings and Eagles at eight and two, can do anything in the playoffs? I don't. I'm starting to lose faith in the Eagles. I I I haven't watched much of them play, but when they're like they are blowing teams out. Granted, um, Jeff Sundays they just you know they they sneak that one out. If you look at their schedule, I mean. They beat the Lions by three. They beat the Vikings 24-7. They beat the Commanders 24-8. They beat the Jaguars by one possession. They beat the Cardinals by a field goal. They beat the Cowboys. That's a good win. They dominated the Steelers, dominated the Texans, lost the Commanders, barely beat the Colts. One point, last second touchdown. It's. I mean, it's... They've... The the two of the four best teams in the NFC you just rattled off, they beat already. I don't it's part of that I think was before was it Jordan Davis? Like before yeah. Jordan Davis, that was like before Jordan Davis went down. They I was very surprised in watching them against the commanders, how easily the commanders ran on them. And I did have the 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 the, the twinkle in my eye that like Hey, okay. 
if you can run the ball, you might be able to beat this team. Um, but that's, I, I don't know. They, they, what I do, what I do like about them is they also play really fucking physical and they've got the lockdown corners. Um, I mean, they beat the Cowboys, but they didn't beat them with deck. So, okay. And we're pretty familiar with Kirk cousins. So, right. So are they as good as their record? I trust trust their record way more than I trust the Vikings record. Which is the same record. So once again. No, Eagles are nine and one. Didn't they lose? No, they they snuck by the the Colts. Oh, that's right. They're nine and one. Well, they're nine and one and the Vikings are eight and two. That's right. So yeah. But I I still think the Cowboys and Niners are better than both of those teams. Is what I'm saying. I'll let you say that. I'll, I'll let you. Um, Thank you. I'm not, Thank you. Um, I'm, uh, I well, I mean, I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys have um, removed any doubt that they might be better than the Vikings. Yes. So, did you uh, see that the Vikings were plus thirty-five differential going into that game? Yeah. No, I, I put, um, I didn't put it out to the masses, but I did. Uh, I put out one to the the subscription folks that. The Vikings are the first team in the history, first eight and two team in the history of the NFL. Like going back to the 1920s to have a negative point differential at at, at eight and two. Like it's it's <laughs> bizarre just how like they're just there's this just that's just not good. I and I've had somebody in my DMs being like, yeah, but you know they're battle tested. Right, we're looking at these. It's like, dude, we're looking at these things completely differently. It's like. You're playing close games because you have to, not because it's like good training. Yeah. Right? Like, this isn't a fucking sparring partner for a heavyweight title match. Like, you want to beat the shit out of teams and get your backups in. That That is a – that would be everybody's dream formula for success is the game's over at the end of the third quarter and you put your fucking backups in. Because you're that good, you're that talented, you're that fast, you're that physical – and all this like well they're playing close games they know how to win close games it's like yeah but close games get decided by a fucking real lucky bounce a whole bunch and blowouts don't get decided by lucky bounces lucky bounces you win by by 20 not 28 so yeah I, i don't trust the vikings record at all at all Especially because, and I think Trevor, you and I said this on on uh, on the Thursday pod, was yeah. that you know playing the Cowboys in the afternoon in the one o'clock spot Pacific it's Standard. Pretty much prime time. It's basically prime time. Yeah. Everybody's watching that fucking game. Yeah, we saw it. And Kirky did Kirky stuff when he's in prime right. time. So it's like, I mean, the reason I was bringing up the playoff stuff was because shit is harder in the playoffs and the games are different. And I, I think it, I think it plays to, you know, I think it plays to the Niners advantage that they've been, they've, they've been through this like crucible twice before. And the Eagles haven't, the Vikings haven't, 
the Cowboys haven't, and the Giants and fucking Seahawks haven't. At least this this version of the Giants and Seahawks haven't. So, um, anyways. But no, I, I, in, in terms of who do I trust more, it's the Eagles. But I, I do take your point that there's some chinks in the armor. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just thinking about how we were, you know, dissecting the Vikings. I started looking at the Eagles schedule. And I was like, hey, these aren't. I mean, they got not, they're not a one, but they aren't great win. You know, they're not all great wins, I guess. Right. Um, but they just, they feel, I don't know, they just, that, that Eagles team just feels different. And maybe it's just because there's some unknowns there. It's like, we don't know how Jalen is going to, to be when the lights are the brightest. But kind of like you said before, we already were very familiar with how Kirk's going to do. Yeah, and it's, that it's not a. Uh, uh, it would be a it would be a bigger surprise for Kirk to have a great playoff run, like thinking that Kirk is going to put together three epic playoff games in a row, um, is I think silly. Yeah, given his track record, um, I don't I don't think Jimmy is going to put together three epic playoff games in a row. But uh, I also think the Niners roster is probably better than the better than the Vikings. Yeah. <sighs> so um, now that all that being said, if you watch the Niners tonight and you've been watching Jimmy the last couple of weeks, should the 49ers trade Trey Lance? Huh. Uh, I don't know. I think this is all t- what can you icing get on the cake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you can get for him right now. Well, I mean, if you can't if, if you can't get something for him, right? I mean, it's like, well, n- now is the is relative, right? They, they can't can't do anything now, but come yeah. the off season. Do you try and re-sign Jimmy to a a new contract? A three, four-year contract. Yeah, I think there's holding. I mean, the good news is you don't have to decide right now. But right, I, obviously, it's going to depend on how the rest of the season plays out. I mean, if you guys go, if the Niners go on a big run, shit. You kind of have to, right? Like if he, if he, if he does take him to the Super Bowl, win or lose, just you got to sign him again, right? Or no? That's two Super Bowls I, it, he's got the it, team it, to. It depends a lot, I think, on how they get there, right? Like if it's another, you know, Jimmy G is ten and two when he doesn't throw a touchdown type, you know, uh, a Super Bowl run where you know they only need him to throw eight passes against the Packers because they're running the ball so well then that's um, that's one thing. Here's the other thing. If they if they sign Jimmy to an extension, they sure as shit can't keep McCaffrey next year. Yeah. Because that 
signing McCaffrey or trading for McCaffrey and thinking that McCaffrey is going to be a, a multi-year asset for them, um, even at a reworked contract, is really hard to do if you've got a 25 or 30 or $35 million a year quarterback that you got to pay. And if and if Jimmy's good enough to want to hang on to, then he's gonna be good. Then he's by definition going to have twenty five, thirty, and thirty five million dollar year offers. And you can't franchise him this year. They that's not in the deal. Yeah. So, I mean, if Jimmy doesn't, Jimmy has a say in this, and that Jimmy might may not want to come back either. Um, I thought I think that would be silly on his part, right? If the Niners were willing to commit to him. But um, he's got a say in it. And the uh, uh, but you're right. They don't have to make a decision on that. But I think it I think it ultimately depends on how they get there. Yeah. Um, And if he stays healthy, he's got he still has to stay healthy, too. And he's not known for that. Right. So. um, But that that question came up on 49ers Twitter tonight was like hypothetically what do you do if this is who jimmy is with this team what do you do hot shot so um anyways i thought that part was at least worth it worth a conversation here sure on the pod. oh yes it'd be tough but i mean winning winning cures all i mean she's yeah winning yeah, it's, it's, I think the the Jimmy's never been a guy that's made the pieces around him better. He can he can execute. Like he's not a he's not a shoot first point guard, right? He's not John Morant. He's not Steph, right? He uh, um, he's a pass first. Pass first point guard. So, you know, he's there to make sure everybody else gets their shot. Um, But he's not bringing anything himself specifically to the table other than that type of thing. Uh, So, like, if you have to give up a McCaffrey to sign Jimmy, you're not you're you're not only are you getting worse at the running back position, but you're also getting worse at the quarterback position because Jimmy's not going to be as good without McCaffrey. Right. Yeah, that that team is that team works as a whole, obviously. Right, right. And 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 Jimmy's effective because of how much talent there is around him. The ta- the, the the talent's not effective because of Jimmy. If that that's supposed to make sense, it at least makes sense in the way I, I feel. Um, so yeah, so Trey Lance is supposed to be the guy that you know you can't game game plan for that you know if you don't have the best weapons out there that he can make something happen that type of shit. Um, so if that's that's the gamble they took originally, I I imagine they're going to stick with that because especially because I don't think Kyle Shanahan's the type of guy to just be like you know I was wrong. Right. I've been thinking about it. I've been looking. I've been doing some reflecting. And uh, you know, I just I feel like I might have I might have misread a situation. Mistakes happen, you know, 
Nobody's perfect, especially not me. I mean, he's still on his rookie contract too, so. Yeah, they don't have to get rid of him, but yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna resign Jimmy, then you even if you got two second round picks for for Trey Lance, like that's two cheap contracts that you're bringing on. Um, which is would be the would be the key there is that like you kind of have to. You'd almost have to trade Trey, have the agreement to trade Trey first, um, because you'd want to make sure you've got you're getting some draft capital back because you need that fucking draft capital to to fill in around Jimmy. Because if you're paying the quarter thirty quarterback thirty million dollars, makes building out the rest of the roster that much more difficult. Yeah. Um. Well, your teams didn't do as well as my team did this week. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Is this? I mean, how 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 did you, Trev? Did you watch the? Did you get a chance to watch the Giants game, or was it blacked out? Or I saw the uh, I saw the uh, Red Zone Channel version. Any, uh, what the fuck happened there? That was supposed to be a dub. Yeah, well, I said it too. This feels like a trap game. Um, and this feels like one of those games where. Things don't go right, and I don't think I don't know. I feel I feel like maybe they're looking at the schedule and looking at these last this last stretch of games and seeing the challenge, and maybe not taking the line seriously. Oh, but they ran fucking all over us. Defense couldn't do shit, and then uh, Daniel was feeling um, quite generous uh, this week. He hasn't shown that generosity in quite a few weeks. So with along with that came uh, some wins, and then uh, you know he felt like giving them away t- today or yesterday or yeah yesterday. Yeah, I don't think you want when Danny Dimes is uh, throwing the forty-four attempts. That's not good for you guys, right? Is that a lot of pass attempts uh, for the way you guys want to run your offense? I don't think forty-four pass attempts is a good thing. Yeah, that's a sign of uh, of something not being right. Playing playing from behind basically i mean he uh the giants were up he's the giants were up and then he threw a pick then the lions marched uh marched right down all of 18 yards and took the lead and never gave it back um they got another touchdown before half then the giants had 54 seconds did nothing um Seven plays, twenty yards to close out the first half. Lions get the ball at the end of the at the start of the second half, score a touchdown. Danny follows that up with an interception, um, which doesn't turn into any yard, any uh, points. But yeah, they didn't score. They didn't score their first touchdown until it was twenty four six, and then they scored to make it twenty four twelve. Yeah. And, Sucks uh, that uh, the rookie receiver tore his ACL too. Yep, yep. Wondell Robinson. I, yep. I guess now we're uh, revisiting Odell or something. Yeah. I mean, you guys are going to the playoffs. I mean, it wouldn't, you know, if, it would be, you know, Odell. He doesn't. Co- Cowboys, he doesn't. He wouldn't so. cost you any draft picks, and you'd keep him away from the Cowboys or you'd keep them away from yeah. 
But he's going to the Cowboys. Like he's going to the Cowboys. Just to just to solidify his piece of shit status. Yeah, he's going. He's going. Yep. Fuck that guy if he goes to the Cowboys. Just fuck that guy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think he's an asset and a threat, and uh, would help us out as we don't have any any fucking healthy receivers, but. Yeah, well. Darius Slayton's been pretty decent for you. Yeah, Slayton's been doing well. I shouldn't say none. They've got one. I mean, he's not, you know, he's doing great for Darius Slayton. Right. He's a he's a third receiver, but he's he's in that number one spot right now. Um and and we're looking at a pretty shit schedule. Uh we have uh commanders twice, Eagles and uh Cowboys games? Yeah. You got Cowboys next, right? Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders. Yeah, Cow- Cowboys are fucking thir- on Thursday. Colts, Eagles. Short week, short week Cowboys game. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is a special time. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I hope so. I hope it's a good game. I hope we win. Well, I mean, maybe they were, you know, maybe they were looking ahead. You know, I mean, that's a that's a big game for for a young team to, uh, you know, for for a young team to to get be on Thursday night with the record be on uh, Thanksgiving with the record they've got against a division rival who is also going to go to the playoffs. Um, that uh, vindication for me, by the way, I took a lot of shit over the summer for saying that I, I said that, I said that there were. I said I said the Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, and Packers were locks for the playoffs. And uh I got a lot of shit about the Cowboys, but did not get any shit about the Rams or Packers. Um and the Cowboys were the one that ended up being the ended up being the lock. So um, anyway, the taint, maybe, maybe the, the Rams and the Packers, maybe the taint only worked on the Rams and the Packers from the summer. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe this team did, maybe they did look past the Lions. I mean, the Lions had won two straight. Now it's three straight. They're, yeah. they're putting pieces together. I mean, this is the classic, that's a super classic kind of like bad team thing to do. Is like go on this like three win streak, like right when everybody was done counting on you. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, it, you know, I, I've also it's also been you know the the giant schedule has been questioned as well, just like the Vikings. So uh, you know, hopefully this is a wake up call. Um, but it just it smells like impending doom. Well, I mean, even with impending doom, you guys are still going to end up at. I mean, it's not like you're going to you, you're not going to finish seven and ten. I mean, right? You're not 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 holy shit. Yeah. Jeez. And the command the commanders are looking better. Feisty. 
Yeah. Um, it's yeah. The the schedule looks tough. I mean, if you get through that, that's the old like, hey, they're they're battle tested. <laughs> this will be yeah, yeah. If if, if we come out, you know, if we come out of that stretch at five hundred, I think we're good. Oh yeah, you come out of that stretch at like say four and three, that puts you at eleven and six. You're fucking, you're thrilled. Golden. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and I mean, you're gonna and and you know, other than the not, let's see who's the let's see, you've got the Cowboys, Eagles, and Vikings. You've got three of the your potential six playoff opponents, right? Um, that you're playing. Uh, over the next seven weeks, uh, one of them twice. Yeah, gross. Yeah, it looks you know like all of those teams are are looking better every week. And and I mean like except, I think the, that, except for the Eagles, that makes this like losing to this Lions team like that, maybe yeah. That's why I say impending doom. It's not. Yeah. It's not a good time. That's not a good time to lose to a bad Viking to a bad uh, Lions team. Yeah, not 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 a good time at all to be doing that shit. So, a team to watch for sure. The Giants. Yeah. Yep. Yep. At this point, it looks like it was fun while it lasted. But uh, hey, Ooh, so we haven't done this in a while because last time we checked, we were at a ninety percent for the playoffs. I'm still Is ninety. There- you're still at 90 for the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. We're still picking them to win. There we go. Uh, Doug, how we feeling? Angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously the Bills are really good, but the Browns. Browns continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Defense is dog shit. Felt like you could have had that one. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't know how many touchdowns our tight ends dropped in that game, but it was more than two. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, the Browns are Browns are just trying to get to Sean Watson. You 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 know it's uh, the the Browns and Bills highlights just popped up on on game day here, but you know it's you're in for a rough day when Jacoby Brissett gets stuffed on a. QB sneak, two times in a row. That just doesn't happen. Whoa, third and one, third and one stuffed. Fourth and one stuffed. Guy hasn't not converted once this year. He's got it every single time that he's stuffed two plays in a row. Oh, and he's like ninety eight percent for his career. Yeah. On top of that, like him, him, Brady and Garoppolo were all in the same QB room, and I think they've combined for maybe like five misses their entire career. Garoppolo just had his first one last week. Um, he's 6'4", 230, just fall forward. But no, one but more. our, our what? center was injured too, so we had a backup center in who's out of, from some foreign country. That guy he needs to be done playing football in, in America. I will say we had uh, one positive that we're supposed to be positive is that we got Lemieux back on, on – on Sunday, and uh, is this hockey corner? No, no, he's one of our uh, 
one of our linemen, one of our young linemen, Shane Lemieux. Gotcha. All right. Just checking. And, uh, he didn't look very good, so that sucks. Yeah. But All yeah, right. Not much for the Browns. Pretty awful defensive line. It's it's you're it's just get to Deshaun as quickly as possible, right? Not this week, the next week. Yeah, next week at Texans against his old team. We got the Bucks this week. See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's pretty frustrating to have Miles Garrett, who I consider one of the top three defensive players in the league, and yeah, somehow we still have the worst defensive line I've ever seen. I think wow. they're the worst defensive line I've ever seen. I've never seen defensive tackles consistently get knocked five yards down the field like our defensive tackles do. Not in the, not in the NFL, not in professional football. I've seen it in grade school, like our seventh and eighth grade teams when I was in, when I was in grade school. We used to knock kids off the ball like that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you're bringing this up because you weren't one of the guys blocking. Obviously. Right. <laughs> you know who used to really pound me in the ass? St. Ignatius. They, <laughs> they, they used to drag my ass up and down the field every single time we fucking played them. I just, I, so the Eagles go out and sign Indomitian Sue and Limbaugh Joseph, and we're sitting here. With guys that just should not be in there, should not be playing, should not be in the too deep. I don't understand what they're what they're going for. It kind of makes me think they gave up on the season already. Yeah. Because that's the worst defensive line I've ever seen. And again, I'm saying that knowing that we have Miles Garrett. And the Bills aren't a good rushing team. No, they're not. Right. Josh Allen is their leading rusher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pathetic to watch. I'm I'm watching the highlights now. It is pathetic. You're right. It's that de- yeah, our defensive coordinator. I don't know what's going on with that defense. And then they're like after the game, Grant Delpit essentially said there's players on the team that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like, how uh, do you fix this? Well, we need players that know what they're doing. We need we need to. That's what he's. That's what he said. Wow. So that's pretty telling, considering he's a guy that's consistently out of place. If he's saying it, and that guy <laughs> cost us two games this year, and he's saying that. So, wow. But, yeah. Well, that's uh, garbage. That's terrible. Yeah. But we'll see. David and Joku just jumped over a guy. That was cool. Yeah, he came back from his uh, high ankle sprain and did that and nothing else. Luckily, he wasn't on the field for the other second, third string tight ends to drop multiple touchdowns on back-to-back plays. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't even on the field when they were throwing to tight ends in the end zone? Yeah, they. I mean, there was at least three drops by our, our other tight ends. Touchdowns. Drops. Gross. One of them was fucking stiff. Couldn't even get his toes down. Like, dude, put your, like, every receiver in the NFL does the toe drag thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you practice it. You practice it from the 
the time you're six years old. Yeah. It's the fun thing to do. Hey, man. Toe drag swag. Total toe drag swag. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I was driving, listening to that game on the radio, but I also got to, I watched the entire Notre Dame game in my car on my drive on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, good job, Peacock. Peacock was streaming strong. NFL Sunday ticket, not as great streaming on my phone. During uh, yeah, relying on Sunday ticket to have uh, a decent stream at any given, it's like an 80 year old man. It's like, if it's not, that stream's not coming out. No. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. a weak weak stream. Um, cool. Well, but it sucks. was pretty nice to just like sit on cruise control, seventy five miles an hour, and just have my phone on my dash dashboard. <laughs> Watch the entire cop- football game. Didn't didn't get in a car accident and die. So, well, I mean, you you would have gone out the way you would have wanted to. Yeah. You also <laughs> driving the uh, the caddy. Yeah. Nice. Bur- burning up on Interstate 40 while watching the Browns fucking <laughs> lose a game in Detroit to the Buffalo Bills. Dude, my car like was fucked up. Like I got an oil change a couple months ago. I don't think they I don't think they put any oil in my car because I got to Nashville and my shit was on not looking good. And oh, there was no, no oil there. I put like four and a half quarts in, in my fucking Ooh, that's Car. bad. Yeah. Did you show there any any puddles? No, nothing. That's why I'm thinking, like, did they just not put oil in my car when I got my oil change last? So I think I can think of. Never had that issue. But I started, like, dude, my check engine light started blinking, and, like, I plugged in the thing in. It's like, cylinder one, misfire. Cylinder two, misfire. Cylinder three, oh, misfire. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I drove, like, an hour with that light on. Oh, God. God. But now, and it's okay. Oil, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that will age you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, also, anything else? That is that is just a terrifying thing to have to. to that sit also ages with. ages your car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was sitting there. I was like, dude, should I stop or should I just drive the next hour and get to a place? That I can, you know, if something's wrong with the car, I can be at. But it's all good. I got here. You made it. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. Old American muscle. So we're getting we're getting to the point in the season. Well, I guess. So I was gonna say, like, hey, let's let's do our around the league stuff, and let's talk about all the other games. And we've kind of already talked about the the Vikings Cowboys game, which was. There was really only two things I wanted to talk about from the rest of the league, and it occurred to me, I don't want to talk about a lot of these fucking teams anymore. So I think what we should do is we you now I think it 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 demands unanimous consent from from the pod, but I think we should start chopping some fucking heads. I think there should be some teams that we just say we're not talking about anymore, and if you want to hear stuff about them. Like I don't even want to say their I don't even want to say their name. I'm just gonna be like, hey, the uh the Bills beat a team that shall not be named 38 to 7. Because the storylines are all written about most of these teams. There's nothing interesting about a lot of these teams anymore. Um 
but I think I think the the healthy debate we should have is who the fuck should we just get rid of and just stop talking about? And this will serve as the last time that we talk about them this season. It's kind of like, you know, gone fishing on inside the NBA or whatever. This is like we're we're killing off teams right now. So are we going to do this every week? Are we are we killing a bunch of teams this week or just one this week and one next week? And I think um, we could kill we'll kill a bunch this week and then I say we could we could probably kill like three or four this week, and then maybe pick one a week after that. And we don't have to. I just want to get down to a thing where it's like, you know, I mean, hypothetically, you know, I'm I'm looking at, you know, the Rams and the Saints. Like, is there is there anything? that needs to be said anymore about either of these teams the rest of the way. I got nothing for the Rams. That's for sure. I don't think the Saints either. I mean, Olave, who I just traded for and is now one of my favorite players. um, He's about the only, he's about the only thing that I'm even remotely interested in the Saints. Like, I guess if they were to bring back Jameis, I'd be a little bummed that we're not talking about them because we we just have to sit there and go, no. Jameis just threw five touchdowns in five straight games. And we just we just can't talk about it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like they're gonna bring back Jameis. It feels like they'd have done that already. So Trevor, any objection to just not talking about the fucking Rams anymore? The Rams, I, I don't. I definitely don't want to talk about the Rams. We're good. Cool. The Rams are done. Uh, do you want me to nominate some more? Or do you guys want to? Any teams that you just don't want to talk about anymore? I mean, the the Texans are kind of low hanging fruit, right? Yep. Seven and one. What like what the hell were you going to say about them? Bye. Although, I mean, Deshaun Watson is making his debut against his old team. But, well, it's like we can talk about the Browns. We'll obviously talk about the Browns. I think I, uh, I think it'll be interesting if we get to a point this season where you just volunteer the Browns during the segment one week, and 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 then <laughs> and then Trevor and I have to sit here and decide uh, whether it would be better to support you and your mental health and and agree unanimously with you that we should stop talking about the Browns or if it would be funnier to make you continue talking about the Browns. <laughs> um, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Certainly yeah. not before Deshaun Watson gets back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trevor, anybody you want to nominate that you're just, you're just, you just, you just, yeah, I'd say, I'd say we don't have to talk about the uh, Panthers anymore. Done. Um, That's fair. Doug, Doug doesn't live in North Carolina anymore. So yep. I think that was, I think that was maybe part of it. Why? Why we talk about them? The whole the whole state's dead to me now that Doug's not there. You're dead to me. Dead to me. Um. Yeah. So the Panthers go by. Um. All right. So Rams, Texans, and Panthers. Okay. That's, I think that's a good. It's a good that's start. A good start. We each got a team out there. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking. You know. Like the Raiders and Broncos, 
but I can't put the Broncos on there. Yeah, I'm, I, I was, was going to say that too. We can't no. not shit on Dangerous. No, um, we cannot. That's, that's like that's like part of our identity at this point. Yeah. And the, the Raiders, though, I they they might need to get added to this list in the next week or two. Because I don't know. I mean, they just they. They just kind of deserve to. I mean, I don't since they deserve. I just feel like it's such a uh, it's such a clusterfuck, and they're underperforming so hard that it kind of warrants discussion. I the the fear there would be that they do something so fucking crazy that. That we have that that we're missing out on on like a like the the crazy thing would be firing McDaniel's, which actually I take it back. That would be the sane thing to do, but apparently they can't afford to do it. <laughs> but yeah, well, what's that about? Well, no, they could somewhere. they could fire him. They just couldn't hire another coach to replace him. <laughs> but I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, this is this is like when you know. You know the the Niners followed up firing Harbaugh with Jim Tom Sula. It's like you shouldn't get to pick another coach after that. You should just have to go the the Colts route and just bring in former players for like two three weeks at a time. Yeah, the Raiders would have a, a interesting group of former players to coach. Like bring like let your Marcus coach his team for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be <laughs> fucking amazing. Just sitting on the sidelines, drinking cough syrup, calling plays. <laughs> I mean, this is. Did you guys? I sent. I sent you the article, but um, I. Uh, Northern Colorado, I think. Um, Ed Mc, Ed McCaffrey, and I'm like, I know that name because he was Ed McCaffrey. He was on the Niners. Ed McCaffrey. Yeah. He won Super Bowls with the Niners and the Broncos. His son, I don't know if you know, is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm like, it can't possibly be the same Ed McCaffrey, but I'll Google it. Turns out it's the same Ed McCaffrey. And uh, he hired his one of his sons to be the offensive coordinator. Um, his other son is the quarterback of the team. They're fucking terrible. His offensive coordinator son, like, broke a clipboard over a fan's face or something in the, like the last two weeks. Um, they don't install plays until the day before. Like, it's just a complete fucking shit show. Well, but that's Ed, Ed, this is Ed McCaffrey. He's the, he what, was what, what league? like FC. This is college football, Northern Colorado FCS. Uh, yeah. Okay. But they were just like, Oh, okay. You're a famous football player from the state of Colorado with a good name. We're going to let you coach this team. Like this is this is how the Jeff Saturday experience is supposed to be going for the Colts. But no, the Colts beat the Raiders and almost beat the Eagles. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there's a lot more to this than just the thing that he... <laughs> I only read that. I only read the... The tweet that you sent, but there's way more to it. <laughs> no, no, there's a ton to it. There's a one lot. Report, one report indicates McCaffrey didn't provide scouting reports for opponents, 
installed plays the day before games, had no relationship with players, messed with players' scholarships, and made his son's girlfriend director of operations. <laughs> That's... Uh, Jesus, Ed. A perfect... Stick to the mustard, pal. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that was... I, I came across that, and I was just like, oh, this can't be Ed McCaffrey. This can't be that Ed McCaffrey. But it is. Oh, yeah. And my immediate thought was, this cannot impact the 49ers season. Please, dear God, do not let this bleed into the 49ers fucking season. That, like, Christian is now taking time off to go help his dad fucking go coach the Northern Colorado Wandering Bison or whatever the fuck their name is. So his one son was a good quarterback prospect, and he ended up at FCS. I think he was. I think he got recruited and went to Michigan, and now he's playing quarterback in Northern Colorado for his dad. Huh. This is like when this is this is like when I I ended up coaching my brother's eighth grade soccer team, and it was like my parents hadn't signed him. Like he was gonna he was switching leagues. He was going from like club soccer to back to. You know, everybody plays soccer just because he was kind of over the club soccer thing. Yeah. And and they signed him up late. And they're like, hey, the league's full, but this team here needs a coach. So if you can find a coach, we'll let you play. And I was sitting there as a senior needing four years worth of community service to be done to graduate. And uh, <laughs> I asked my counselor, I'm like, does volunteer coaching count said yeah it does absolutely i'm like fuck yeah bro you just found yourself a coach i just i did the same thing i had to had a little had a little run-in with the law had to do community service and i coached my sister's seventh grade basketball my assistant coach to the seventh grade basketball team (laughs) yeah technically i was the assistant coach but um i did everything like that was my fucking team and it was it was it was so much goddamn fun. Um, one of the like the legit like highlights of my life was coaching that fucking team. We were so fucking good. Nice, so good. And I got to send my brother out on because I was a completely unreasonable, competitive fucking asshole, and my brother's worse. So me telling my brother that you know a certain player needed to be taken out if uh we wanted to win the game was absolutely doable uh and <laughs> it was was fine um because it was nah. just me talking you know just a 17 year old talking to his 14 year old brother and uh he can't hold us accountable for anything just not you telling telling his little brother to sweep the leg basically basically i said there's this one kid he kept he uh he scored like two goals on us in the first half. We had five goals scored against us like all season. And two of them were this was this one ginger fuck uh, in the first half of a game. And I, I told him, I'm like, dude, if you put him in the trees over there, he will not do that again. Because he scored the same play. He'd like, he just, we'd kick him the ball. The goalie would kick him the ball. He'd try, he was the sweeper. He'd trap and he'd dribble up the right sideline and score a fucking goal. I said, dude, just go put him in the fucking trees. He will not do that again. It was good coaching. We won the game. 
Solid. Yeah. I legit have a smile on my face. I directed the assault of a 14-year-old child. Um, but, you know, I was a juvenile. You know, I didn't know better. Yeah, that's right. Sports, sports the way sports are supposed to be played. Yelling, yelling at my best friend's dad, who was the center ref, was also a personal highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Him calling me out on the field and being like, "Not Joe, you keep this up. You're not allowed at my house." Sorry, Jim. <laughs> my bad, Jim. I'll go back to my sideline. But yeah. Um, no, after the put him in the trees thing, the center ref who. Different center ref, but a guy that I knew because I played with his son. He comes over, he goes, anybody else and your brother's thrown out of the game. I said, thanks, Mickey. And we're good. (laughs) All right. I'm surprised not Case Keenum needs to be told to take a kid out. I I feel like he'd be like, hey, lay lay off a bit. It it (laughs) was – that was kind of the start of – Oh, like, was it? Did, uh, did, you create, did you create that? I mean, even as young as like when he was six, like his nickname, like his like soccer coach was like, I'm just going to call him Bulldog. Um, so like he's not a saint. He wasn't a sane person to begin with, but um, he uh, he was more of a role player. And I was like, dude, you're, you're the best fucking player on this team what the fuck are you wanting to play right fullback like he held a he held up a knife to me at the dining table in front of my parents while we were arguing about what position to play him in and <laughs> and uh he's like i'm a right fullback i'm like fuck you you're playing center halfback and uh like i said well we won every game and and basically and won the league and then sectionals and all that other shit um but uh, mostly because he finally listened to me. But um, but yeah, no, he was. I mean, he was he was a psychopath. He was just a psychopath at a position that didn't matter. And I made him play it chief psychopath. Is sure is yeah yeah yeah. Um, anyway, that's a lot of stuff. Well, he's, he's, he's tamed actually now. <laughs> what would you say, Trev? So he's tamed now. No, yeah, now he's. I shouldn't say is. Yeah. He's about to be in charge of his uh, his third child, three children, who he will. Uh, two of them female, who uh, who he will uh, then coach in soccer. I think he's smart enough not to sign up to coach. I think he knows who he is at this point. <laughs> yeah. Again, you're going to need to give him that nudge that you gave him all those years ago because yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would go to that. Yeah. We're going to a soccer game. Oh, and yelling at <laughs> six-year-olds playing soccer. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, yeah. I don't know which path to go down because I, I really – I don't I, – I can't adopt any kid, any more kids. Like – Two is enough for me. Like if he goes to jail, I just can't. I can't. I can't take on that burden. So I don't know. Selfishly, I may have to try and talk him out of fucking coaching six again, girls soccer. Uh, selfishly, I think I might <laughs> talk him into it. 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, Owen's kids can live with uh with Doug and Tom. <laughs> um speaking of accountability, um what the fuck did the Jets do? Do you guys see the little like Zach Wilson yeah. stuff? All the Zach Wilson stuff? Yeah. This kid's in the news for all the wrong reasons, man. He's, he right. just seems like the type of guy that would, like, fuck his mom's friend, you know? <laughs> really lay it to her. Like, just, like, you know, the guy that's, like, sitting there at the pickup line going, like, no, 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 I'm I'm actually going to go fuck your mom. Like, uh, we joke. We, we joke. But, like, later, maybe, you know, five, six years from now, I'm going to fuck your mom. Trying to get up in there. Yeah. Um, he, uh, when asked if he felt like he let the team down, the defense, the defense, defense. let the defense down because they complete, didn't even complete 10 passes, but they had 10 punts or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now. And apparently like, he's like walking around the locker room, like he's walking around the rock locker room. Like he's not the problem. He's got, I think, four touchdowns and five interceptions on the season. For a team think... that did not expect to like be this good. Yeah, I think didn't Salah said he's not sure if he's gonna be starting him next game, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna so I mean, like what there's an obvious reason to start him, which is you just spent the second overall fucking pick in the draft on him last year. And you teach him how to fucking fix this shit. All right. You teach him like, but I'm not sure you can teach accountability. No. And he, and he just seems to be that kind of guy. He reminds me of, you know, a Newport kid. Yeah. 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 Like oblivious to responsibility. Yeah, life has yeah. not been hard up to this point for this kid. Not, not a, not an iota of of uh, accountability, Resist- resistance. Yeah, well, and, and uh, like Booger McFarland and Steve Young got it got apparently awkward on the Monday Night Football set today because Booger was like, the "Kid grew up. He was rich. This is what happened. Basically, it was like this is what happens with rich kids." And Steve Young's like, "What?" No, just because he had money doesn't. I mean, it's like he's like you know basically Stephen was like he can be an asshole, but he's he's not an asshole because he's got money. Um, but uh, just to he's Steve Young. He's just defending his BYU. Yeah, his his Mormon people, but I, I think it's more about uh, the newer generation as well. Of uh, of of rich kids are just the worst. Yeah, but. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I mean, but you're like, this is. You. At the same time, you've got like you. It's you very much like able to pay lip service to this shit. Like that's the, the the lack of awareness to be like, hey, even if I don't want to fucking, even if I don't think I'm the problem, guess what. You know, there's ways to fucking 
there's there's a ton of things you could say that aren't no right and yeah, that, I, I think that's it's it's a complete lack of awareness that's, it's a problem that's that, the problem like the lack of accountability you can like you can read some books and be like oh okay like this extreme ownership book all right that's that might that's eye opening okay i get that don't point fingers and if everybody operates like it's their own fucking fault then everything gets better faster like interesting okay cool like you could you could be enlightened to um to kind of like a new attitude and self improvement and all that other shit um but i'm not sure being dumb enough to answer the question no is fixable like that's a that's world class stupid Forget the accountability it, part. It's yeah, and that's what happens in a uh, in in. I think that's more what Booker was was talking about. It's that shit. It's it's you're so sheltered and taken care of that you don't even understand what that means. No, I don't think it's like, but like I don't I don't think rich uh, you know I don't think rich or poor like teaches you. That part, like again, I think it's a. I think this is a stupidity part, not a sheltered thing. I think it's a. Even if you're sheltered, you still have to have the sense to not say shit like that out loud. Dumbass. That's this is like the world's worst answer to that question. Of course, I feel like I let the defense down. I let the whole team down. I've got to be better. We got to we average more than we got to average more than two inches of play in the second half. Two point seven inches of play, Doug. We strive for accuracy here. Okay. <laughs> the, but yeah. Uh, so I mean, do, what do you guys do? Do you start Flacco this week? I don't think you yeah. can start Mike White. Like Mike White doesn't solve the hey, we need some, we we need a. We need an actual man at quarterback, not a fucking, you know, come to life fucking Barbie doll. I I would start Flacco. Yeah, this is a, definitely a learning situation for this Wilson kid. If he he better learn right. from it, because if he doesn't, he's gonna be gone quick. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the. I, I'll use I'll use I'll you know what I'll use Baker Mayfield as an example. Okay. Like, Baker Mayfield presented everything to the outside world that mm-hmm. he was accountable, that, you know, that uh, he was a competitor, that he gave a shit, like all of those stuff. His teammates, turns out, sounded like they fucking hated him. But it took us years to find that out. Yeah. But maybe, maybe Zach Wilson's just built different, you know? He ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. Right, I am who I am. I am. I'll. I'll. You did. You did. You just ask me that question. I'm gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> ask me that question again. I'll fuck your dad too. <laughs> they are not working out. They're definitely fucking. The uh, <laughs> the tw- the 2021 quarterback class is fucking just special. At this point. Just all sorts of special. Indeed. 
like we we probably should have i mean trevor lawrence all the concerns that like trevor lawrence was like maybe not going to take football seriously i don't know if he's not taking it seriously or not but he's certainly not playing that fucking well zach wilson sucks trey lance is oh he gets an incomplete um mac jones justin fields is very special Mac Jones is not special. Fields like hurt. Though, didn't yeah. he? Fields is hurt. Fields like busted, dislocated his shoulder, or busted, separated his shoulder, or something. Played yeah. through it. And he sounds like he's going to tough it out. I don't know why you would. Like, I don't think it's completely necessary that you continue to. I don't think the Bears are doing anything this season. Do you think that can last? Though, I mean, him running. He had two great, great games in a row running the ball, but is, can he, can, is that going to last? He he runs into guys is part of his problem. Like he he plays he like he's like he like runs like Debo sometimes, from what I've seen. Yeah, that's not that that part that part's not sustainable. Like he's not as like he's big. He's is he like two forty, two fifty? Mm, I don't think he's that big, is he? He's like six two, six three, two twenty. Maybe Google says two twenty seven. Yeah, that's that's not big enough to be doing like Josh Allen stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's also not small enough. Like Lamar is to where Lamar is like, no, I'm 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 not gonna take hits. Like Lamar does it right. Like, and he's also a, just a different kind of agile than anybody else in the world that he can evade the hits as well. But Justin Fields seems to want to like like lower his shoulder at the end of stuff. And it's like, dude, you need those. Those are important. Yeah. Ask Cam Newton. Like shoulders, shoulders help quarterbacks. They have for well, years. Turns out. Yeah, decades even. So, um, but yeah, that 2021 QB class. We didn't break any rules there, did we? We didn't talk about any of the teams we weren't supposed to, did we? Nope. Ooh. I think we're set. Oh, this is going to be nice. I'm just looking at those three teams, and we just don't have to talk about them anymore. It's fucking glorious. All right. Um, power rankings. We're already in hour eight, hour eighteen. We'll call it a night. We'll do a better job of time management next time. We'll maybe do the power rankings on uh, Thursday or something. Sounds good. Does that work for you guys? Sounds good to me. All right. Doug, welcome back to the Sunshine State. I'm back, baby. So excited. Yes, sir. I haven't I haven't I've I haven't smoked nearly as much weed as I did as when you were around. So it's really good to have you back. Well, I'll I'll be over this week. <laughs> uh, if uh, I do have if the if the smoke wouldn't go right up through the floors into the room that my son is sleeping, uh, we could just fucking use Ronnie down here just for hours. Be glorious. I need some, I need some Ronnie. All right. 
Um, well, that's that. Good pod. Oh, I do. I, felt- I gotta, I gotta block. I gotta block girls eighteen sight again. We're getting the, sure. getting some, uh, some, uh, some spam clicks, spam comments here on the, on the live stream. Find your love here, girls eighteen dot site. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, count that as a as a promotion. So it cut counts. The check, cut the check, girls eighteen site. All right, boys. Appreciate All right, you guys. All right. Peace. Later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.